Welcome to the podcast from the Diocese of Jefferson City. My name is Jacob Leakey. I'm the Director of Communications for the Diocese. This month, we are continuing our discussion about the spirituality of stewardship as we look forward to the Catholic Stewardship Renewal in October. Now, I'm sure you remember the Catholic Stewardship Appeal that we've had in previous years. The Stewardship Appeal of the past was focused on seeking support for the work of our diocesan ministries. The Stewardship Renewal this year is different because it instead asks us to focus on our individual parishes. We will be reflecting and committing to using our God-given gifts to help our parishes thrive. Soon, parishes across our diocese will begin sharing information about this. And in the third weekend of October, parishes will distribute stewardship materials to guide us as we make commitments for how we will live as active stewards in 2024. In this series of podcasts, we've been focusing on the spirituality that forms the foundation of this Catholic stewardship effort. But people often have questions about the financial aspect of this stewardship model as well, specifically about the fact that without the stewardship appeal, how will the diocesan ministries be funded? Father Stephen Jones, diocesan director of stewardship, gave this explanation. You know, we've always lived out a relationship of mutual support, you know. Um, and so in the past, the model was that, you know, the, the parishes were taxed, that cathedraticum. Um, they were also invited to participate in the Catholic Stewardship Appeal, which directly supported the work of the diocese. All those second collections which we took up went to support the work of the, the larger church as well as the local church. And so we've always had this kind of experience of mutual support where the diocese provided things for the parishes, the parishes supported the work of the diocese um, fiscally, you know, through ministry, all those sorts of things. And this is just a new way of doing it. We're asking people to tithe to their parish. Parishes are tithing to the diocese out of their ordinary operating income. And then the diocese is then in turn tithing from its income uh, to support the work and ministry of the greater church. And that, that, that tithe is really a spiritual thing because we recognize through scripture that God has first given to us. And so we participate in his self-gift by giving back to him. And that happened with the first Israelites, uh, that happened throughout the time of Jesus. Um, in fact, Jesus encourages us to give more than just 10%, but to give our everything we have, you know, back to the Lord. Um, and so, you know, it's nothing new. Um, it really is much more ancient than the other model we were undertaking. And, and we like that because it roots us in scripture. If anyone has additional questions about this aspect of stewardship, they can find more information at diojeffcity.org slash stewardship. Father Jones has his contact information there as well, and he invites any questions. Now, in this series of podcasts about the spirituality of stewardship, we've already covered the pillars of hospitality and prayer. Today we will talk about formation in our faith. Then next month we will cover service. As we move forward, it becomes clear that all of these pillars of stewardship work in a continuum together one builds on another. That point is especially clear with the topic of formation, which is both rooted in the pillar of prayer that we discussed last month and expressed through the pillar of service, which we will talk about in our next podcast. Father Jones described formation as being both an intellectual pursuit and as a way to grow our hearts, our love of God. 
He said Catholic Mass is the foundation for this formation in our faith. Monsignor Thomas McGreed, who was the kind of founder of, uh, you know, at least in our United States, the modern father of stewardship, who was also our bishop's pastor when he was growing up, once had this to say. He said that, you know, the school of stewardship is the Mass, and the handbook, or the textbook rather of it, is the Bible, right? So when you think about formation, you think about learning about our Catholic faith, you think about learning about God and who God is, and who God wants to be with us, um, it's all about, it's all played out there in the Mass. It's all played out there in the story of sacred scripture. And so formation really does come to that. It's an education of the mind, but it's just as much also a conversion of the heart. You know, that's why we don't call it the pillar of education. Um, we don't call it the pillar of the intellect, we call it the pillar of formation, because it's both mind and heart, mind, heart, and soul even, growing into a relationship with God. When we attend Mass, that's something we do together as a community. Father Jones stressed how important community interactions are to the formation of our faith. None of us worships God as an individual, by ourselves only. It's not about Jesus and me relationship only. Now it is to a certain extent. But really it's about Jesus and community. It's about God and us. You know, that's why God uh, worked through covenant peoples, not covenant person, right, in the Old Testament. He called the people Israel. Certainly, individuals played big roles um, in the salvation story, but it's all about being in a relationship with, with a group. Um, and there's nothing different with the Christian church. You know, Christ came to save. Um, he came to save us. He came to shed his blood for all, right, to invite all into that saving relationship. And so part of formation is living life in community, you know. Um, that's why we have monks and nuns who intentionally model that for us in religious life. But really, there's an element of that in parish life. Um, because we're all meant to be there together, uh, learning about one another, learning about the Lord, engaging in fellowship with one another, uh, engaging the good times and the bad together, and growing as a parish family. You know, uh, I think one of the things we really, really do need to work on, and some of my brother priests are doing a really good job of it in our diocese, is reminding our parishes that we're not just institutions, that we're families. And how does a family dynamic work together? How are decisions made? How is the common life lived out together in a family? Sometimes that's pretty messy, um, but at the end of the day, it's also really good um, because, you know, we are a family. We're the family of the communion of saints. Uh, we're the family of the Christian faith uh, in the Catholic Church. And so, you know, formation has to do with a lot of that, not just going to classes, not just reading your Bible, but the Mass is the, the primary way where we have a family gathering every single week uh, where the Father calls us, obliges us to come together, to gather as a family, to do what? Have a meal a sacred sacrificial Eucharistic meal, which is a foretaste of the banquet of heaven, right? And all that forms us, and all that kind of shapes who we are and what we do. And as we focus on formation, one of the core pieces of this process of discovery is realizing why we exist as Catholics and as Catholic parishes. What is our purpose? You know, how do we get folks to understand the why of our parishes? As I go around to the parishes, I tell them all the time, you know, you don't exist to occupy the real estate in this particular town, whatever town it is. That's not why you exist. I mean, a lot of times I think we think that, though. Um, we exist to occupy the real estate and to provide a service of sacraments to our people. And sacraments are great. They're the core of who we are as a family, but that's not why we exist, you know. And I remember, you know, one time hearing Pope Benedict 
or not hearing reading that he wrote about the Catholic Church and why does the Catholic Church exist, right? Well, first of all, it exists for the salvation of souls. Well, how does it accomplish that goal? Well, three ways, through the worship of Almighty God, through uh, evangelizing the nations, and through service to the poor, right? That's the why. And each one of our parishes is gonna live out that why a little differently. What is true for St. Joseph Cathedral in Jeff City is not gonna be true for uh, the parish in Edina or Salisbury or Mexico or Camdenton, you know, for our other parishes. Each one is gonna do it a little bit differently. So I think parishes have to be really intentional about going, how, do, how are we living out our why as a Catholic parish? Well, when you get the answers to those questions, that provides really, really, really great opportunities to invite people in, you know? Um, and it'll look different everywhere, but I think that's a huge component. Teaching people the faith, especially our adults, getting them to understand why we believe and what we believe as Catholics, and knowing the why of our particular parishes how it, and how it relates to the Catholic Church, uh, the greater whole, and then trying to live out that why and inviting people to do it. Discovering these realities about our faith is part of the intellectual pursuit of formation. But the process of forming our hearts is different. Father Jones explained how this type of formation happens as we give ourselves in service to others. The part where we convert our hearts just has to be stepped out and done. You know, kind of a taking a step of faith out and saying, I'm going to put myself out there in my parish community and find a way to serve, which is kind of what we're going to talk about next time a little bit. Um, because, you know, especially with a lot of our younger folks, who have been brought up in a world in which they've become acutely aware of the shortcomings of our world. You know, whether it be environmental stuff, whether it be poverty, whether it be injustice, a lot of our younger folks are very much attuned to those needs. Well, how do we respond to the needs of the world? Well, we respond to the needs of the world by serving, by not looking inside of ourselves, but by looking to and helping to meet the needs of the other. And that's at the root of service, right? Um, and young people want to serve. And the Catholic Church provides, or should be providing, great opportunities for folks to serve their neighbor. Um, and by serving your neighbor, you then grow in your relationship with God. I mean, I can't tell you how many priests I've talked to who first discerned their call to vocation as a priesthood, maybe working in a soup kitchen or working with the Sisters of Charity or you know, volunteering in a hospital or a nursing home where they were giving of themselves, which is of course stewardship, right, at its core, uh, to the service of another for the glory of God, right? And that then opens up all kinds of spiritual room in your heart uh, to grow in that relationship with the Lord, you know? Um, but you gotta be doing it for the right reasons. Watch why that faith formation of why we do this. We don't do it simply to be altruistic. We don't do it to be people who have hearts of gold. Nothing wrong with either of those things. But we do it because we're Catholic. And we do it because Jesus Christ became incarnate for us, lived among us, died for us, rose from the dead, went to the right hand of the Father, sent the Holy Spirit to form the church. That's why we do those things in response to that truth, right? That theological truth. So you got to have both aspects of it. As we look ahead again to October and our stewardship renewal, Father Jones encourages us to contemplate the basic tenet of stewardship, that everything we have comes from God. Yep, one of the biggest hallmarks I tell people as I preach around the diocese about stewardship is stewardship is coming to a fundamental understanding that your life is not your own. It doesn't belong to you. And once you can do that, and once you can give up this, this false claim that you have on your own life, it's a burden off of you um, that you can then give your life over 
to the other, to the Lord, and then to the service of others. And that is very freeing, very, very freeing. And now I say that as one who struggles with that, right? As we all do, right? I don't have it down. I have not found the magic pill to make that happen completely in my own life, right? And it's a lifelong struggle, but you, you got to know it first and then strive towards it. Thank you to Father Jones for sharing his thoughts again with us this month. In September, we will conclude our four-part series on the spirituality of stewardship with an episode about service. All of these episodes can be found on our Diocesan website, diojeffcity.org podcast. Thank you for listening.